0: Welcome to Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries from thecoachingrevolution.com. Today's podcast is a conversation with the marvellous Scott Foley who joined our mentoring programme. When did you join, Scott? Hello, and when did you join?
1: Hi, hi. Um, yeah, I joined, it must have been, um, about August 2019.
0: Fantastic. So about- it was. About yeah. 18 months ago yeah I, re- I remember talking to you when you joined us so what what's your background where do you come from how did how did we end up having that conversation
1: well um my background has been in careers advice in higher education um which is a sector that i've uh, I kind of worked in for quite a number of years and i came across coaching when An external coach came to deliver a workshop for some students and it was around confidence Mm -hmm. and i was thinking wow this is fascinating these tools these ideas this kind of approach and i realized that coaching was going to be a really interesting direction for me in terms of my own development and that's how i started on the path of thinking about coaching Mm -hmm. um and i managed to go and get some training um and i was using that within my career's work but gradually I started to think, well, I want to do this for myself and really start my own business and, and just go out there and, and work with my own clients. Um, and it was at that point that I'd uh, after a while of trying unsuccessfully to, to really make sense of what I needed to do and in what order um, that was when I came across, uh, across you on LinkedIn yeah. and uh, we connected and I kept seeing your messages popping up and thought, you know what? I need to speak to Sarah.
0: <laughs> That's nice to know. That's nice to know. So what, what had you tried um as far as finding paying clients was concerned before you found us
1: yeah it was very haphazard to be honest um i had a a business previously um to do with photography and the the methods that i used there were not working <laughs> so it was uh, it was quite haphazard um and i had no real system for what i was going to do or real focus for how I was going to do it my niche I think my coaching niche was too broad and I wasn't speaking to any particular person Um, one of the things that I was doing was I was making connections and talking to people about what was going on for them and trying to understand what their sort of what support they might require and building on those conversations but that was turning into free coaching um, and it wasn't really leading into Paying clients and it certainly wasn't leading into a conversation about right, I now need to pay you for this. Mm. Um, it was very much around um a constructive and helpful conversation that had value, but it wasn't turning into what I wanted it to turn into.
0: Yeah, they were saying, Thanks very much, Scott, and going and implementing it.
1: Yeah. 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 That's it.
0: I think I, I think it's probably safe to say that just about every coach in the world knows exactly, exactly how that goes because we've all been there haven't we <laughs> we've all been there yeah yeah absolutely so what when you when we first spoke and and clearly you had an idea that you wanted this business what was it that you were hoping to get from us
1: i think it was the expertise really and knowing what actually works mm. rather than just guessing uh, and the ability to talk to people who are doing this and can actually look you in the eye and say I'm doing this and it works yeah. rather than, oh, this is a theory or this is a model or this is something that you need to do, but you don't have the opportunity to interact with that person. And it's some sort of, you know, um, I mean, I'd read, for example, the, uh, the Prosperous Coach by Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin, which I, I'd listened to about, gosh, 10, 12 times in the car as an audio book. And, and I really took on board a lot of that stuff and I found some of it is helpful but it wasn't really turning into what I needed it to. And I thought there's something definitely not mm. right here and there's something definitely missing. So, um, so it's the ability to talk to people who are doing this and actually get them to say, no, this is how it really works. This is what I'm doing.
0: Mm, I'm going to say something really controversial now. I okay. didn't anticipate that it was going to be controversial when we started this podcast, Okay. <laughs> but I think, I think that book, The Prosperous Coach is absolutely brilliant. But I think what it isn't is a book about how to get clients. Hmm. And I think there's an assumption with it that you don't actually need the money yet so that you can have these amazing in-depth conversations and the person whose life you changed in that moment in two years time, when they remember, will come back and say, Hey, Scott, can I pay you? There's an assumption that you can survive Mm. that two years on some sort of independent wealth that the majority of us just don't have. It's, it is a really good book and it's brilliantly written and, and I, I obviously I'm in awe of both Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin. Mm, yeah. But they're not they're not what I would call putting your knickers on one leg at a time kind of coaches. They're all a bit <laughs> ethereal. There's nothing there's no there's no practical advice in that book, I don't believe, for the new coach starting out who doesn't have a massive network or independent mm. health. Would you agree? Yeah
1: i think i think with regard to the network side of it that absolutely uh, i found to be to be true because mm. there isn't this kind of um you know network of people who you can just readily call up and they could be your client it's uh, you know if you're very fortunate to be in that position great but it, it's uh, I, I i too also find them um really inspiring as, as coaches but i think there was definitely there's something missing there mm. in terms of step one step two to get to that place
0: yeah um, and, and i i do think it's this idea that people don't really need the money and, and kind of the world that the coaching revolution operates in is not that world. You know, we, mm. we, we, work with coaches who need to earn a living, which is back to that putting your knickers on one leg at a time. So yeah, absolutely. Yes. stuff.
1: And I think there was oh. something there about the the UK side of things as well. And what works in the UK mm. in terms of the British character and how people interact and what's con- considered to be an appropriate way to, to kind of network and, and what people will, will sort of, uh, if you're kind of having these kind of types of conversations and you're kind of exploring potential business but they didn't really invite that conversation so you know i think there's definitely a kind of cultural difference there as well potentially
0: what's really interesting is that what 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 i now know sitting here three and a bit years on from starting the coaching revolution is that this way of marketing a professional services business which is you know what coaching is works across cultures across continents and across industries um so obviously the three of us that started it are very British and we, we you know, we're very um, kind of, we, we absolutely understand the way it goes, but we've now got coaches flourishing in Australia in South America in the States in Canada. So, so it's working, it's working across all industries. So it's really nice to hear you say it works for me in my culture. That's, that's
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: a nice thing to hear. One of the coaches recently, um, Somebody made a comment that really resonated with me and one of our mentees, and she said, "The thing about working with you is that i didn 't have to change my values or change what I stand for i didn 't have to become this sort of sticky, grubby salesperson, which is what I was frightened of." Would you agree with that? You're nodding, but this is a podcast. Yeah,
1: I completely. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, I was waiting for you to finish. Um, yeah, I completely agree with that, totally because I'm not a, a sort of an out and out sort of salesperson. It's not. It's not who I am. Um, I've been in sales roles and I can sell, but it's not my preference in terms of being salesy uh, as a character. So, so I think having a um, a way to create that conversation and to establish that there is a need that they need some some help with um, I think is a, is a great it's a great way to create a sales conversation without it being salesy
0: yeah, absolutely absolutely so you were hoping for a practical one two three ABC do this, do this and looking us in the whites of the eyes that's what you were yes. hoping for when you joined us so <laughs> so what did you get?
1: Exactly that um, and a lot more <laughs> yes totally yeah um, I think there was a lot more to it than than i realized in terms of that step-by-step approach and there was a lot of work i had to do and i had to rethink you know okay so i thought i was on the right path roughly but i knew i had to go a lot deeper with uh, identifying who my ideal client would be and, and so on but but i found so much more i think through the the network of people in the coaching revolution and um whilst i haven't always been able to join the uh, the monday night calls um that i know there's a huge amount of resources available Um, there's a lot of sharing of advice and information um, and that i think has been a really valuable um, learning opportunity as well as the actual mentoring part of it
0: yeah i I always say people come to us to have a knowledge gap filled and they stay with us because they go oh my god there's a community of people who are just (laughs) like me with my values and my and also Um, Kind of, you know, rather ironically, people who actually understand what you do. (laughs) Mm. That's quite hard to find, isn't it, in the real world?
1: Yeah, true. Like, What is a coach exactly? What does a coach do?
0: Oh, oh, you're telling me how to live my life, are you? (laughs) No. (laughs) no. (laughs) Absolutely. So what did you get that was unexpected from the process? What did you find that was unexpected?
1: I think it was the... The fact that i had to be so detailed about my ideal client um because i'd I'd had conversations with uh with a couple of other people previously and, and it kind of got to the feeling of yeah i need to identify who this person might be so i was roughly on the path but to go so detailed um working with uh with elisa my mentor i thought wow i, I literally need to know this person inside out and and that was for me was an unexpected level of depth um but having gone through that process I feel that that's definitely made a big impact because I'm talking to a real person. It's not just people from all kinds of different sort of backgrounds or different sort of challenges and different ways of uh, handling things. Mm. I'm speaking to a very specific type of person and that definitely has a has a reaction in terms of when people get in touch with me, they, they resonate with that mm. um, point, the posts that I'm writing um, and the, the points that I'm making.
0: So what I, I'm listening to you saying that and thinking, hallelujah he gets it which of course you do um, but i have coaches who say things to me like um well you know i, I don't want to work with just one kind of client what would you what's your view on that now
1: (laughs) yeah I thought that too (laughs) of course we want to work with everybody we can help everybody yes Um, but uh, it's our mission very often we think we can help the world you know but but unfortunately until we're talking to a specific person and that person goes you know that's me that's that's for me that message is for me that's that's exactly what I'm thinking right now Um, until you get to that point you don't get that reaction from them no it's just a, a sort of vanilla kind of uh, message that you know doesn't stand out amongst you know tens of thousands of other messages on social media and it's, it doesn't it doesn't hit home but i think when it starts to sound like this person's in my head they know exactly what this what's going on for me right now
0: yeah
1: that's a that's that's when it makes a difference
0: yeah one of the phrases that i've been using recently is that you have to join in the conversation that's already going on in their head
1: mm, and, yeah and, yeah
0: until you know them and know them really well it's it's really hard
1: yeah
0: one of our um mentors kevin flynn when he was doing the work on his ideal client who was called john um he said a really funny thing he said i was working on this ideal client and i was working i'm wondering what the hell i'm doing and he said and i kept kind of developing it and develop he said and then one day john leapt off the paper and stood next to me and I looked at him and thought, "Oh my God, I know you! I know exactly where to find you." Uh, and and I thought that was a lovely <laughs> a lovely way of putting it. And he said it was just there was just this moment where it stopped being a paper exercise, and started to mm. become a real person.
1: Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, and I think the interesting thing as well, and you mentioned this um, in one of the get-togethers in Birmingham,
0: mm. um,
1: the the ideal client is not necessarily uh, a shortlist of the only people you will be able to help or the only people who will approach you in fact my ideal client has not actually been the person who's got in touch with me yet so um, I have worked with some people like that but um, the people that I'm um, getting inquiries from that I'm working with they're from different backgrounds but the messages still resonate with them so so yeah it's certainly not closing the door it's just being specific in terms of who you're talking to
0: yeah, one of the um, ways to describe that I think is that your marketing is something that goes out from you to the world and needs to be laser focused. But anybody who comes to you from the world and says, "Scott, can I have some coaching, please?" You don't have to say, "No, no, no, you don't match my ideal client. Do do not exactly. ask me for coaching." You know, we can sell coaching to anybody who who wants to buy it from us. But in terms of our marketing, it's about it's about getting the biggest impact from the smallest amount of effort.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Now, okay, now I've said that, I'm going to ask you, was it a small amount of effort?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it certainly wasn't. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there was a lot of work um, in terms of both going through the mentoring and, and the different exercises that helped tease out all of this stuff and work out who my ideal client was, how to reach them, what kind of things I needed to be doing. Um, and certainly, um, it's it's been a lot of work because um, with balancing that with a full time job has also been very difficult to do. Um, but the it's it's absolutely been worth putting in that that level of work and, and effort because um, I feel at this point, um, I mean, I, I feel that I'm able to. It's almost like turning on the ideas tap of stuff I need to write about um, content that needs to go out there, messages that need to be kind of that, that can be shared and that get a reaction from people um, so I think getting into that headspace has been really valuable and it took effort to get there, but it's definitely a, a good place to be
0: yeah, and once you're there, it's now, now you're there now you've got there it's actually not that much effort it's mm. more about creativity than it is about hard yes. work yeah which is actually a lovely place to be, isn't it?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a writer by by kind of craft. I love writing. Um, I write novels as well. And, you know, and, and writing stuff and putting stuff together is actually, is uh, very much second nature. So it's a very pleasurable thing to, to do.
0: Yeah. I kind of feel like I have to jump in there and say, not everybody's a writer, but some of our coaches have YouTube channels and some of our coaches yeah. have podcasts and, Others have, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat is probably the best way to put that. And now every animal rights person on the planet is (laughs) going to skin a cat.
1: (laughs) No cats were harmed during this podcast.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So what was the best thing about the work that we did together?
1: The best thing I think was a feeling of community and Whilst I am by um, sort of personality trait, I'm more of an introvert. So I'm not kind of a kind of get together with a big group of people type of person. I, feel, I think having that feeling of community and connectedness with other coaches mm. and knowing that there are other people out there that you can talk to that can, will give you their advice, their kind of expertise. Um, that has been the, the best thing I think about the coaching revolution for me.
0: Brilliant. That's, that's really nice to know. When, when, I, when I started doing this, sort of three and a bit years ago. That's what I was trying to get to. You know, I, I know there are um, kind of communities that, that are a bit rah, rah, rah. You know, you can only say good things. If you're having a bad day, we don't want to know. Don't, you know, don't spread that kind of negativity. And we're far more real than that, aren't we? If you have having yeah, a bad absolutely. day come and tell us about it because we've all been there we can all say tomorrow will be better
1: yeah absolutely and and also with the the facebook group being able to you know get feedback on things and and post stuff and i've got an idea and and you see that kind of uh, conversation going on so it's very much um, supportive and definitely feeling a community
0: yeah and and the, the speed with which you can get feedback i find is really helpful from from the facebook group you say i'm struggling with this and like 15 people will jump on and go oh have you thought of this or have you thought of that or what about this? and that's that's a very nice um, it kind of feels like a hug doesn't it like a warm virtual hug
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: and in this weird year that we're having this really weird year that we're having um i think as many hugs virtual or otherwise as we can possibly get are important which leads me on to my next question. So, Mr. Foley, you started a business in 2020. You gave up your job in 2020. There are some who might say, you're a nutter. <laughs> Tell me, how did you get to the point at which you said, right, this is it, I'm going to become a full-time coach. This is what I'm going to do.
1: It was the feeling that I'd been dragging my heels for such a while going through the mentoring I'd obviously invested in the mentoring and joined the coaching revolution and I felt like I'm doing all the things that I need to do but I'm not doing enough of them and I'm not able to invest enough time to make this work and I thought there's a feeling that I that I have here of am I going to do this or am I not going to do this and I decided I was doing it so um, I felt that whilst I'd made um, f- focusing on uh, career transition which is my main sort of area really I've I've made changes in my own in the past, but I felt this is something that I need to be able to do to walk the walk or walk the talk, as they say. Um, So, so that was a decision that I made, and it was scary um, to just go for it. Um, (laughs) It was, yeah, but absolutely, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. But um, I'm absolutely loving it, and I'm working with uh, regular clients. I'm getting uh, regular inquiries, and um, as if by magic, it's uh, it's happening. So, um, so yeah, all good.
0: Brilliant. So. What kind of clients are you working with?
1: Well, um, I'm doing a range of different things at the moment. Um, I'm working with um, a number of uh, one-to-one clients around career transition. So, um, uh, a couple of people that come to mind. um, One person who's been um, a consultant within the, um, the arts and culture sector. Um, who's obviously facing kind of challenges with the, uh, the current uh, way things have gone, obviously with this year, so thinking about options, thinking about direction. Um, I'm also working with um, someone from more of an engineering background, um, which is not my kind of natural sort of forte in terms of my uh, previous kind of um, uh, areas of my own work, but, but it's, uh, it's helping to look outside of that field as a what else can I do and where can I go from here? um so so those are just a couple of clients that come to mind um working with a couple of organizations in terms of um providing internal coaching um and um some very interesting conversations going on regarding uh, other other work um other sort of pieces of work that i would be doing so so yeah um lots of quite varied stuff at the moment
0: are you enjoying it
1: yeah loving it
0: I have to say that because nobody else can see your smile, and I'm no. you're grinning from ear to ear, which is really, really lovely to see. Lovely to see. So, what about the future? Where where is this going to go for you?
1: Well, keep doing more of the same. Um, I've got so much to do, uh, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> a lot of work to do, but it's all good. It's all exciting. It's very varied. So, um, more of the same. Really, just keep developing it keep having conversations, keep um, working on things. One of the things that I'm um, starting to, uh, have been starting to work on was developing um, online programs. So uh, rather than just doing sort of one-to-one stuff, I want to do more group things um, and also uh, look at developing online programs because I know some of the content and some of the the ideas that I have, the ways that I work with people around career transition, um, it doesn't all have to be in one-to-one sessions. It can be um, interspersed with, other forms of content so um, so that's something that I'm working on and I think early, new, early next year that should uh, be something which uh, will be unleashed on the world oh, so, so yeah lots of work to do
0: so is it is it as good as you wanted it to be having your own business and coaching for a living
1: it absolutely is um, and in some ways it's better because in a funny strange way this year has been so challenging but it has proved that we can work online we can use tools like zoom and one of the challenges i think with uh, with coaching particularly when you have clients who are not in a one specific geographic area is this idea about oh i have to be face to face with that person Mm -hmm. um and zoom and other tools give us the perfect opportunities to do that um so so i think in a way that's definitely helped me um do things in some ways better than than i anticipated and hoped for Mm.
0: yeah absolutely I think I think the one thing that Zoom has given those people who weren't virtual fans is that is the the lack of travel time. You know, you can you can yeah. a a <laughs> bottom with a decent top on. You can do the all, <laughs> and then you can walk away and, and and pick up a cup of coffee and carry on doing whatever you were doing before. Which yeah. <coughs> certainly for some of the coaches that because obviously I speak to a lot of coaches and and I do speak to people that I used to refer to as old school, obviously not to their faces, who insisted that the only way coaching could ever work was face to face. And mm. it's like, mm, and how's that going for you now? I haven't ever said to any of them, but you know, the, the, the amount of time you get back and the fact that yes, you can make a trans, transformational um, difference to people's lives virtually.
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: something i read recently said that this year had moved tech on a decade because of the speed with which we've all had to get mm. up, kind of get online and get on with it really
1: yeah absolutely it's proved to the world that it works um and so i think it's uh, i think that's a really good thing for for coaching mm. uh, especially because you know, like you say, the time uh, and, uh, and ability to, to support people that are not necessarily next door to you. You know, you, you can work with people across a much bigger, uh, diverse geographic area based mm-hmm. on the kind of ideal client idea and, and who you're trying to help rather than, oh, who's in my local area?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So my penultimate question is what would you say to anybody who's listening to this, who's been kind of thinking that maybe they might want to work with the Coaching Revolution? do They're
1: it sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah do it um i i thought long and hard uh before making that decision um but i i felt you know either you're doing this or you're not um which is it going to be um and i knew that tinkering around the edges particularly with the limited time that i had i thought i i want to make that time work and so i need to invest in myself to actually make this happen and get the kind of expertise that I need to turn this into something rather than just fiddling around the edges and just trying and try and a few random things to see if they work. So, so I'd say do it, um, mm-hmm. because you won't regret it. And, um, obviously there's a lot of learning and you have to supplement that with other things too. You know, it, it's not, you know, you won't, you won't learn everything about everything, but it's a fantastic platform to, to learn, to understand what really works uh, and then to build on that and create fantastic connections, um, with the community of coaches. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say definitely do it.
0: That's lovely to hear. That's lovely to hear. Thank you. And my final question is who's your ideal client and how can they find you?
1: Okay. Well, my ideal client is Caroline, although (laughs) she doesn't have to be called Caroline really in real life. Um, but, um, she's a solicitor, um, and she's in her late twenties, early thirties and she's, in a position of feeling that she's working huge amounts of hours, um, really putting a lot of effort into her career, her work, um, but is finding that it's just really not paying off. She's not feeling satisfied with the work that she, she does. Um, she's feeling drained, tired, um, and has been on this kind of career track thinking, this is what I really want to do, and is finding that actually I'm not quite sure this is really for me anymore, um, but isn't sure what else to do. So um, because she's not sure where to go from there, um, it's going around in circles a bit. Oh, I want to change, but but I, oh, but I'm gonna end up in a job with a lower salary. I can't afford to do that. So lots of questions are keeping her stuck um, where she is at the moment. So um, in terms of messages to, to Caroline, I would say change is definitely possible. Um, and it's around getting outside of your own kind of, uh, this kind of circular thinking and taking a step back from that um, and getting support on exploring other options and trying to work out, well, you know what, there are other paths and here's what they could look like. Um, So in terms of um, working with Caroline and other people like Caroline, um, that's something that I can support you with and you can find me by my website, um, which is scottfoleycoaching.com and you can also find me on LinkedIn. Uh, Very happy to connect um, and uh, please do get in touch.
0: Brilliant. Scott, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries from thecoachingrevolution.com. If you go to Facebook and search Coaching Republic, you can find our business building community, especially for coaches. See you there.